Grandma is a very tough woman, and along with her sisters, she ensured her son was anything but mollycoddled. I remember standing on the touchline on a Sunday morning while he tore about the football pitch for ninety minutes. Grandad Ian was often alongside me, doling out sweets from a secret stash in his coat pocket. Unlike his son in centre midfield, sliding forcefully into every tackle and wading determinedly into the centre of the melees that pepper the average pub league match, it seemed to me that Grandad always had such a calm demeanour. Later, I'd sit in the corner of the pub after the game and watch Dad enthusiastically participate in the caustic banter between teammates that British sporting environments are renowned for. I knew he was the same at work, nailing lunch boxes to benches and verbally torturing any poor soul who had the misfortune of committing the most minor of mistakes. My sister Gemma was born when I was four, and the following summer we went on a budget holiday to Mallorca, staying in a hotel that struggled desperately to justify the three stars on its gable wall. One day we returned from the beach to find that Gemma's cot had been removed from the room. When Dad went downstairs to ask for it back, I was there to witness him lunge across the reception desk at an ignorant manager who dismissively suggested we drag a mattress off another bed and let the newborn lie on that. Even at four years old, I understood my dad's anger. I didn't know what he was angry about exactly, but I knew that he was arguing in defence of my little sister. I always took the responsibility of being a big brother very seriously, and I remember immediately feeling very protective of her as soon as she was born. Gemma has been one of my biggest supporters from day one, and a huge source of inspiration for me. I've never known anyone so musically talented and able to learn new things so quickly. After receiving a saxophone as a Christmas gift one year, around the age of ten, she barely put it down to eat dinner and was playing like Lisa Simpson by the end of the day. She attended a lot of my UFC fights, and I could always pick her voice out of the crowd above all others. Even with thousands of people cheering, my ears seemed to be tuned in to her particular tone. It may be because I'm so familiar with it, or perhaps it's down to us having basically the same DNA, but either way, it gave me a much-needed boost at the right time in many of my fights. Dad's short fuse, when antagonised, naturally shaped my own interactions with others, and back in school, it soon became clear that I had my own combustible side. The reserved, timid even, pupil during class had a temper that went from zero to sixty in a heartbeat. Inspired by the turtles and the ninja moves with which they defeated all their foes, it wasn't long before I spent every spare minute charging around, aiming flying kicks and strikes at whoever happened to be in my way. It was never anything malicious, but it became wild and dangerous behaviour which the school felt obliged to bring to my parents' attention. Then, a new boy joined our class, and, presumably inwardly anxious about stepping into a foreign environment, decided he'd settle in and make his name through force. Bullying is a strong term among kids that young, but certainly he targeted me in particular, seemingly intent on boosting his own social status in the schoolyard hierarchy off the back of my downfall. But he had miscalculated, and while antagonising me one afternoon when the teacher had left the class, a sparta kicked him in the chest and sent him careering backwards over desks to land on the floor in a frightened daze. I had ensured he would never bother me again, but my reaction was to run to the toilets and lock myself in a cubicle. Looking back now, I can see that I simply didn't have the tools to deal sensibly with such a conflict, either mentally or physically. 
My parents were again informed, of course, and it was clear to everyone that I needed both an outlet and a control for the aggressive energy that burned ever brighter within me. I'm sure my dad would have loved me to follow him down the football path, and I did play for a few teams. The fact that I am naturally left-footed, coupled with English football's infamous dearth of left-footed talent, normally ensured I could get a game on the wing. But I was never particularly good, and more importantly, I was never passionate about being one of 21 other kids kicking a ball around a muddy grass field. I liked being outside in nature, and enjoyed the beavers and cub scouts for that reason, but I also spent quite a bit of time alone in my bedroom, where it was all about pirates, Lego and of course the Ninja Turtles. For no other reason than my infatuation with those four sewer-dwelling reptiles, it was decided that a martial art might be the key to settling my volatile temperament. I was immediately delighted with the suggestion and imagined myself soon pushing.